It's time to go into auto reverse with Tony and Matt, where we look at bands that were underappreciated, misunderstood, forgotten, and to some unknown. This week we're going auto reverse on Spaceman 3 and Spiritualized. So Tony, this is <laughs> <laughs> so. Look at this. Is the titles? Uh, you know, maybe confuse some people. Why are we, you know, talking about two bands, Spaceman Three and Spiritualized? But there's a good reason for that because you know what, most things that come out of your mind have a rhyme or a reason to it. At least when it comes to music. Just music. Everything uh, else, that there's every, no rhyme or reason. Stay away from him if you're not talking <laughs> from. If you don't have any vested interest in anything other than music, just. Steer clear of Tony. Um, you know, it's it's an interesting because they're kind of there's you know similarities in the band in terms of m- musically and of you know obviously mm-hmm. personnel. But why don't you take me through like you know you know Spaceman Three or the attraction to Spaceman Three spiritualized? Was it in that order for you, or because you definitely have a, a deeper connection to this than I do? Um, I I would say that Spaceman 3 was the first band that I heard of. Now, I can't say for sure I heard their music, but I heard of them. They were okay. they had this sort of mythical, legendary status, and I would always see them in a uh, fanzine in Spain because I, I used to go to Spain a lot for vacation to see my family and stuff. And there was a there was a mag a fanzine called uh, Route sixty six, just just like Ruta sesenta y seis, but it was like an Amer- but it was like an indie like rock alternative um, fanzine at the time, and they would have a lot of stuff in there. It was always like. You know the Cramps or right. uh, Jeff, uh, Jeffrey Lee Pierce and right, the right. Gun Club or right, right. Uh, the 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 Hypnotics, whatever. Right, right. Um, you know, so and I remember seeing Spaceman Three in in that magazine all the time. So I was just you know intrigued by that. Like, who were these guys? Oh, they're English. Is there one guy in the band? Two guys? Right, like right. I, you know. But then in the nineties. So this is in the 80s when I had heard of them. But then in the 90s, I got into Spiritualized through, um, I think it was, ladies and gentlemen, we're floating into space. My brother, of all people, had a CD of it. Oh, yeah? And, and And I vaguely, either he told me or I read about it, I vaguely remember that Jason Pierce and some of the other members of space and three were in this new band spiritualized and that was it wasn't their first i don't think ladies and gentlemen was their first record it might have been their second record don't don't quote me but i heard that record and i loved it front to back great record just and it just had so much third album so it was like yeah it's third album okay it just had so it was so expansive um it had that that uh that quality that psychedelic quality that is but it was like a mellow psychedelic quality not not like a hard and scary it was more like an ambient 
psychedelic quality. Um, you know, and I and when I heard it, it reminded me of the guy that remixed the Primal Scream records, Andrew Weatherall, and I think he may have even done remixes on that record for for the twelve for the singles and stuff. And so right then and there, so what I knew, what I heard, and then what I decided I liked, it sent me on a journey. And then I went back and bought older Spaceman Three titles, and then I continued buying spiritualized records as i as they came out right but it was all hodgepodge because you know i sometimes i'd be broke so i might be buying a four dollar 12 inch of the sway single you know right. like so i didn't i wouldn't even have the album i might have just have the single uh and little by little it just you know what i mean it was like it was and it was fun for me it was like a good like we talked about it, this on the show before where sometimes i withhold completing of artists catalog and buying all their records just so i could savor the one or two things that i haven't heard yet and right. i like to listen to them later even okay. and not in order it doesn't have to be chronological i don't give a shit about that stuff um so that's how i came to this band and i was also lucky enough to interview jason pierce in the i want to say 2002 for a fanzine called law of inertia no kidding. Uh, he had a rec yeah he had a record out uh, it was a spiritualized record i think it's the one with the arm i'm not remembering which spiritualized record that is the one with the arm amazing like grace his, amazing grace it's just his arm i think it might have been in that that time 2002 2003 and the guy from law of inertia shared office space with us for with tp his name was ross i think who ran the magazine and he was like hey you want to I know that you like spiritualized. You want to interview Jason Pierce because we got offered an interview for him. You want to do it. So I did it. We set up a time. I had a set of questions and I asked him and he was very gracious, mm -hmm. uh, very um, interesting uh, musician who talked about drugs a little bit. But I think at the time he wasn't doing them, but he talked about drugs. He talked about Motown. He talked about uh, gospel music to me and he was really obsessed with Detroit for some reason he was really obsessed and like, I remember like that Mitch Wright like Mitch Ryder stuff it's like yeah and, and like the Stooges right. and like you know even you know just that something about this clangy sound of like a GM factory and and you know the musicians that came out I, and you know he's from whatever rugby yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. england and so i think i think there was probably some you know he was fetishizing detroit but i thought that was cool that, that he was doing that he's like couldn't be further away um and i think he also appreciated the united states and it's sort of like history of music and the sort of the, the depth of its that's kind of interesting of yeah because character right you know like spaceman three kind of has that garagey Oh yeah, you know, like Detroit sound. If you, I mean, not. I don't think attitudinally it's there, but just like that kind of, you know, the, that distorted kind of clashy, you know, in your face. That not like it's. How can I put the Spaceman Three is a little bit more respectful, but that it's still like a. It's a very piercing, you know, when they start to go a little bit. Um, you know, especially when the guitars get cranked up, they seem to have that kind of attitude a little bit. 
Yeah, they. I mean, there's times when they when he's doing he's doing Iggy and the Stooges. Right. I mean, that's especially early on, like the early Space on Three stuff. That's like not every track on on each record was Stooges, but when he would do it, it was pretty pronounced, like what he was trying to do. Um, and I and I love that. It re- and it reminds me of like the Hypnotics, that band from that time, um, right. from from the time, uh, the Telescopes. Like it right. had that kind of like a lot of a lot of English bands were kind of going for that at the time, you right? Know? And uh, but um, but then he was also exploring other things that made this their sound bigger than all that, right? Right. And then and then and then the bigness is what came came to define spiritualized right which was like essentially mock two yeah that's a yeah. funny way to but they, you know they started at you know the common seemed like a common thing in england at least for you know they met in art school um mm-hmm. jason pearson's sonic boom and in the early informed uh space with three in the early not early 80s sorry um you know and it's Again, it's like I, you know, when I was reading up on them, they get commonly described as minimalist psychedelic, psychedelia or psychedelic, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I, I don't know what that actually minimal, minimalist psychedelia, psychedelia. I don't know, psychedelic rather. I don't. I can see where you could call them psychedelic. The minimalist part, I seem is more, you know, listening to the bands. I kind of see that more with spiritualized, but. It's, they're definitely a little bit more abrasive or aggressive in Spaceman 3 than, and a little bit more kind of with the kind of avant-gardeness in Spaceman 3 than I would say was spiritualized, you know. Yeah, I think the, 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 the um, minimalist tag, I think that refers more maybe to their sort of repetitive nature of their mm-hmm. sound. So like... You know, but let's just talk about this now and let, and let the listener know, like, I, I made a playlist for, for Spiritualized, Spaceman, uh, for Spaceman 3, Spiritualized, Sonic Boom, Spectrum, all that. And it was like eight and a half hours long. Yeah. And yeah, um, I had to cry, uncle. And you had, and you had to, and you had to wring my neck on that one. And I, and I, and I deserved it and I appreciated <laughs> it and we're here now. So, 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 but, um. But what I learned from that lesson, from from that, is that a lot of their songs are fucking long as hell, right? And so they they pound you with this repetitive thing, which I think can be called minimalist by some people. I wouldn't. I, I agree with you. I don't think I would necessarily call it minimalist. I would call it repetitive. Yeah, it's you know yeah. what I you know what I mean. It's like. I think what we see as truly, you know, full-blooded attack, right? Uh, sonic attack. Uh, others might see as like not song-driven enough, not conceptually driven enough, not uh, like uh, what's the word? Uh, composed enough. Right, you right, know what I mean? Right, right. And so, and then so then, boom! They just throw the minimalist tag on it and. And a lot of times that's coming from like a writer at M- NME or a writer right, at, you right. know, wherever. And it's like, you know what, fuck you. Because it's like, you don't really, you're not, you're not in the one doing it. So I don't, I I don't think you really understand. But it takes just five seconds. Just five seconds of decision. 
to realize that the time is right. Start thinking about a little revolution. You know, that's the thing, it's like, I feel like, again, it's, I, I don't know if this is the right, but it's, there's this, that they're playing with this, like this, this, the soundscape, and it's more like a, you know, they're trying to peek behind all these different doors, you know, it's all doors, but they're different kind of doors to get these different kind of, I don't know, these kind of explorations, but they're not like these, they're not like taking these big leaps from each exploration it's kind of like going to something that's a dip like a like a, a, a tiny variation of what you just heard because it's not like and that's why i kind of lean toward it being kind of a little bit more avant-garde-ish because it's like it's trying to test your sensibilities in a way that makes you pay attention and i that's how i kind of look at avant-garde it's like it's not it's not it's going against expectation it's cha it's challenging your listening and it's challenging the way that you kind of take something on. Like, are you expecting us to turn right? Well, we're going to go down. You know, or you know, it's like something that really kind of brings you in a sp into a frame of mind to where you just have to listen rather than expect or, you know, it's and frankly sometimes check the clock. How much more do I have of this shit? You know, which is. Which is, that's the, the downside of, you know, having really long songs sometimes. Well, and the long songs are a byproduct of the drugs, too, especially early on. I mean, they made they an took album drugs. called... <laughs> well, they made an album called Taking Drugs to Make Music to Take Drugs to. I mean, if that's not one of the best album titles I've ever heard in my life, I don't know what is. And, you know, the way I see, Sp especially Space on 3, the way I see them, it's like, they're like a snail or a slug they're slowly going across the lawn and picking up water particles leaves other <laughs> slugs onto them and just and then by the time they get to the other side of the lawn they have all this stuff on them and then that becomes their sound right and so they start out with garage you know uh, jangly sort of slide stuff and and then they pick up more ambient stuff and more droney stuff and then they pick up more you know it's like they're just picking up stuff and right. then and all of that in a and in a slow way right, right. not in this immediate like we got to take care of this shit now and yeah. you know it took it would take them time to make a record and 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 the way they would make records sometimes was weird they had a they had a small budget no take no uh no time for overdubs, not enough money for overdubs. Right. So a lot of the stuff was just done, you know, live. Um, but the amount of stuff that they put into their music that they picked up over time was so, it's so cool and so interesting um, and should never be written off as minimal no. by anybody, you, by any stretch, because it's so much, it's so much more than most bands are willing so to it's take like on. A, it's like a, it's a trancy type of slug. Is what you're saying? It's a trancy slug. Yes, it's, it's a, a it's a slug, 
that maybe was like you know put like te- doing a snail trail right? across like snail trail across a, a a field of magic mushrooms and he's wearing a technicolor hat and he uh, maybe has a loose fitting like kind of like rain jacket rain with, jacket wow yeah or fan, maybe, maybe like a, a fanny jean, pack. or maybe like a rain jacket with a jean jacket underneath oh wow and, there's some styles going and, on and, pr- and probably playing a rickenbacker also oh, 12 or 6 string so, <laughs> like a 12 string dude see see if you really think about space and three right yeah they were sort of the precursor to this sort of like shoegaze movement yeah that's, so like that, the, that, the, the my yeah. bloody valentine right the, you know the rides the all that but they were also the got the the godfathers of the sort of like more millennial sound of bands like the band that i put out brian jonestown massacre right, right. black rebel motorcycle club uh the warlocks right. uh, the black angels so do you see what i'm saying like it's like mm-hmm. they they did so much for so many with very little light shown on them. Remember, they're a slug. They're doing their work at right. night, probably on drugs. And 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 honestly, there's those first few Spaceman Three records. Actually, all of them. They, they, you know, they were, by the time by the end of their tenure there, hitting the 1990, like sounds and NME were giving them credit and liking their music. But but generally, a lot of people didn't know who they were, right, it was a call and they didn't the play. And they didn't and they didn't play a lot of shows. They were kind of like fuck. They they didn't play the game. And that's another thing. This is another reason why I like Jason Pierce and I like Sonic Boom and stuff. Is that they don't really play the game the way the the way the people that make up the rules expect. You know what I mean? Like they don't right. they don't even know what the shit is. They make up their own rules and it got it. And and they're more. Um, I think they're more intellect. They they look. They take the stuff on more intellectually. You know, right. like kind of like Velvet Underground. You know, right. it's more of a, what can we do here, and we don't care how long it takes. Right. But what can we do here? What is it that we're going to accomplish um, sonically? And fuck, man. And it's it's just so amazing too. The Spaceman Three, and then segued into Spiritualized, into another great into another great band because he just basically took the best right. of the rest because Paul left and they were he was, they were pissed at each other, right? Right. Um, and it was all over that stupid forty that split single. Did you read that? No, about I that. No, no. So they they were supposed to do a split with Mud Honey. It was supposed to be a Spaceman Three Mud Honey split and this is typical of the 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 sub pop days when yeah, yeah. they would do the split and the one band would cover the other band's song remember yeah. that they would do yeah, that yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so mud honey <laughs> was doing mud honey was doing um revolution i think was the song that they were covering from playing with fire and and uh and space and three were doing all hits tomorrow what's the i can't remember the name of the mud honey song um you would you would know this song. I probably. would know. I'm trying to find what the song it's is. It's called "Tomorrow." Oh, when tomorrow hits. Oh, okay. It's a Mud Honey song. So they, and I guess Paul Sonic Boom didn't like how Mud Honey did Revolution. <laughs> he said, "Oh, this is bullshit." Like I can't believe they covered it in this way and changed the lyrics and stuff like that. And that was it for them. Like they record, they were recording, recurring the album, recurring. And they weren't even in the studio at the same time. It's like uh, Jason would go in and do his guitar parts, then 
Paul would go in and do his parts, and it was like they weren't even talking. And then what happened? So, so this this was all because I think they probably weren't getting along, but then they were pissed about the way the split right. uh, single was handled for Sub Pop. And then basically, Paul left, and Jason took the the rest of the guys and formed uh, Spiritualized. And actually, they had signed Spaceman Three had signed a contract with Dedicated Records, a five record million dollar like worldwide contract through BMG, right? Mm-hmm. And but it was supposed to be under the Spaceman Three moniker, but then Paul left, and then Jason said, "Well, fuck it, you're gone. Spaceman Three is basically." still here but i think i'm going to turn this into my vehicle and he took he took it and he installed spiritualized into that contract and then that contract became a spiritualized contract and not a space and three contract and then you saw like in the wake of that you saw reissues of the space and three records and even some stuff that had been dormant maybe not hadn't been released like the demos early demos were released by like um what was the label from uh from boston that did all the hardcore stuff and did the Lemonheads and stuff tang tang did yeah. a couple couple things and sympathy for the record industry did a couple things and so it's just like a very messy <laughs> a very messy thing well, but but, you, but jason was smart enough to spin it into his own into his you know into well, into his advantage and that's and then he just put spiritualized there well if okay so if spaceman three is the sonic slug then what is spirit what is spiritualized describe them in spiritualized comparison. is like this silky like like fuzzy caterpillar okay I'm glad you kept it right in the, you know the, that the silky yeah. multicolored multicolored yeah. hairy caterpillar that just has some real beautiful movements still slow but it's more it's more beautiful and more it's it, lighter and but still but still complicated complicated underneath it's just it just looks not as cumbersome right gotcha you know you know and there is a clear difference there is definitely a little bit of more it would probably be the b word not nuance but there's definitely a little bit of a lighter touch in terms of and more refinement with spiritualized in in spaceman three you know, the word, oh, 100%. You know, 100%. Yeah. And it's interesting that he, I would say you could make a, he made a very clear break from the Spaceman 3 sound when he created Spiritualized, which is, which is, which is a bold move given that most of the players on the team were the same. And he decided mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. kind of change the playbook and say, okay, let's go out and do like this. This is my new vision or this, let's, go in this direction and went forth with it boldly and uh you know uh you know not that spiritualized had like tremendous success but definitely more recognition than spaceman three. Oh yeah and and then and, and there may have been some some of that tension between uh jason and sonic boom and paul was it really had to do with they were probably diverging in styles and, and if you really look at it like Jason went on to do spiritualized, and it was kind of, it, it was similar to Space Three, but it was a, it was quite a departure. Mm-hmm. Um, but but then but then Sonic Boom just can, kind of continued doing the same sort of lo-fi, kind of Spaceman Three ish kind of stuff. So he so that may have been might have been where the where the two you know where the roads just 
they diverged because right. one guy wanted to keep kind of doing the same thing and the other guy wanted to go in a different direction using the things that he learned but and then also spiritualized the first few records had big much bigger budgets i mean right uh, than space on three I, he probably had time to sit there and and really uh indulge his ideas you know right. when with in space on three they yeah. didn't have time for yeah. any of that yeah. they didn't have time they didn't have money you know to do it you have two days to do this you have a week to do this record and then you're done yeah well you know and i want to bring up a story to you Oh, that I, I love heard, stories. I, heard, I, I, love wa- I love watching those five-minute clips of the Howard Stern show that you see on Facebook, you know, where they, they're interviewing someone, and, they, and I watched the Joe Walsh one yesterday. And I think this is from a few years ago, the interview, and, and Howard asked them, why did you leave James Gang? They were so big and doing so well, <laughs> and you had all these hits. And, and it was really interesting. Um Joe said, listen, you know why? Because we were a power trio, and it was just like big Marshall stacks and big heavy sound, and I was the ripping guitar player, and which was cool, but I was hearing other songs in my head. I was hearing songs with piano. I was hearing songs with strings. I was hearing more you know, melodic, acoustic-y stuff, and I knew I couldn't do it in the James Gang. And as a matter of fact, the other two guys in James Gang weren't interested in doing it anyway. Right. And so he said, right in the middle of James Gang being huge, he just said, bye. Yeah. And he did that so that he could go make the music that was in his head. And I think Jason may have been in the same boat. He had something else going on in his head that he wanted to try. And he took advantage of a huge deal that was offered to Spaceman 3, and he flipped it into his own deal. Now... Paul's probably pissed off at him for that, probably still to this day, but it worked, you know, right. and it and 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 he was able to indulge his all his ideas um, on record. Um, I think he may have exhausted that, given the the last few uh, spiritualized records that I heard. They're they're good, they're good, and, you know, but they're not like it doesn't have that like. It doesn't have the thing anymore, right? And it's right. Prob- it's probably because he's exhausted his ideas, or he's tired, or I also heard he almost died a couple times from probably there was some health issues mm-hmm. and some drug issues. So who the hell knows like where he's at um, personally? But um, you know, it's 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 such a great. These are always great rock and roll stories. It's yeah, like, you know, they were like sixteen when they started, fifteen, sixteen, yeah. and. And what the fuck were you doing when you're 15, 16? You know what? I mean, I, I was buying Depeche Mode 12 inches, but you know, I I couldn't have handled any of that stuff. You know, uh, it's like just, yeah, I was trying to learn a guitar and dunk a basketball. Basically, those that's two things, awesome. Those two things <laughs> that's together. Awesome. My hands two. are too small to dunk a basketball. Uh, I got I got to where I could dunk a volleyball, but I couldn't do it. Ah, uh, yes, yes, anyhow, yes. And I got a Fender Strat and learned on that. So I, all things, yeah. I I figured that was good enough. Um, that's good enough for me yeah so you talked about the playlist going from eight hours to a more reasonable <laughs> i think you have it down to five kind of talk, yeah. talk what people should be looking for or to expect from this playlist and what what kind of treasures to find inside um i think they should be looking at it from the context of like what is it that you like now what is it that you like about um, contemporary artists? Like, 
what is it that you like about psychedelic music? What is it that you like about droney ambient music? Mm-hmm. And how what the things that you like about all those things you can find in space and three at any given point at any given point it's like going to three or four great restaurants in a row it's like there's always going to be something there that you want right and that's what they and that's what they offer do they offer a you know a complete and and finished product no (laughs) not at all but they offer a lot of great um, excursions into this sort of sonic, um, you know, right? That's like a- unexplored territory, you know. Like, and they took the old, so the garage, the the sixty psychedelic. They took the old and gave it a shot of heroin, and maybe something else to chase it down with. And, Do you need something and, to chase heroin? Yeah, they chased Heron with something else. I can't couldn't tell you what it is. Caffeine? Uh, I don't know. There's something else there. Butterscotch? And maybe butterscotch. <laughs> butters- just butterscotch <laughs> gravy. Um, um, they, ch- it, but it's, it's something like they took the the they they took the old things that we all like and turned it into something new, and then gave you a sort of blueprint or a map of what the new new the now new could look like. Right. And if you can look at it that way, you you can stay engaged in their music, even I, as even in a 17 minute version of 13 Floor Elevators Roller Coaster, it's right. still engaging. Yeah. Um, and doing drugs too, it's not that bad of idea. An idea if that's your thing, it's not if that that's that bad thing. of an idea. Or, yeah, you still got some uh, uh, enthusiasm toward those things, and sure. Um, yeah. I, I would I would say one of the things you said that really kind of mirror like my uh, impression of the band is that it, they are an excursion band so you don't yes. you, you gotta just kind of let like you don't know where you're going and you just kind of let yourself be taken through the process and not try to say you know don't come in with any predefined thoughts about this because it is kind of it is really just kind of you have to let it kind of wash all or wash over you rather than try to dictate it what's good what's going to happen next well anyhow you have a lot to kind of d- dig into with the playlist uh and th- let us know what you think about it but also let us know what else you'd like uh to hear from us you know we're very open to emails although you know what i don't think i've checked it in a couple weeks so that's not good i'm gonna start getting better about checking the email box but give us a uh, holler at AutoReversePod at gmail.com. Let us know what you're thinking about the show, what place, you know, what bands or musician wants to check out, or just give us general comments like longer playlists or shorter playlists or whatever, whatever have you. Until next time. All right, peace.